Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 4,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 110 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at Powerslam.tv. The following is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to NXT Then Now Forever. I'm James Boyd, and this week, my worst fears have finally came true. It was just a matter of time before I was going to have to run into this situation. It is Solo James. So, we are going to sprint off the air, much like Roman Reigns after he won the title at SummerSlam last year. Let's just get into it. Let's go to five years ago's NXT. Look, I'm sorry, Paige. You've done a wonderful job. History can never take that away from you. But it's the decision's been made to strip you of the NXT championship. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Rewind. You're going to take this away from me? I don't deserve that. I've worked so hard to get this, and you're going to take this away from me? I don't think so. No, I refuse. No. WWE NXT 218 from April 24th, 2014. The show opens up with Champ Champ Page walking around backstage until she runs into NXT GM JBL. JBL tells her that she's proud of her becoming the youngest ever Divas champion and becoming probably the first and last ever Divas NXT Women's Champion. But he's got some bad news. Because of the demands of traveling worldwide and defending the Divas titles, she is being stripped of the NXT Women's title. Paige basically throws a tantrum saying that's bullshit and she doesn't deserve that. JBL says, you don't deserve that. You're right. Uh... And you don't deserve what's happening because you did the work and you worked hard and you are a wonderful champion, but it's not fair to NXT. He says he's going to create a tournament to crown the next champion. And hopefully this champion will be something like her and that that next champion has very large shoes to fill. Paige says it's she was going to defend the title until the very end, but she gets it's time for the next woman to stand up. And then Paige reluctantly hands over the NXT women's title to JBL. Um, yeah, JBL had to be furious when he found out about what happened. He remembered that he once upon a time had to hold on to that skeet belt. Anyway, out comes Lana, uh, speaking a foreign language. I can't tell if it's Bulgarian or French. Um, and she keeps talking. And then all of a sudden, English, she tells us to rise and stand for the super athlete, Rusev. So we get Rusev coming out and it's versus a jobber named Travis Tyler Tyler has a drop kick at the bell, and then he hits the ropes, and then Tyler gets ran over at the ropes by the Bulgarian bus. Rusev uh, throws some knee lifts to the guts, and then uh, uh, a fall away slam. Then Rusev uh, hits a free accident like he's Lars Sullivan from the, the prototype, and then he slaps on the accolade for the submission victory. We go backstage for an Adam Rose interview. Uh... <laughs> where we see the likes of WrestleMania 35 main event winner Becky Lynch, 
Dana Brooke, Elias, Simon Gotch, Braun Strowman, and Fuck All Night, Tucker Knight. All Rosebuds. So, Rose says that he has two words for Camacho. Party pooper. He says that Camacho is also boring. And tells Camacho, don't be a lemon, be a rosebud. So, we get a commercial for WWE Slam City. Out come Charlotte and Sasha. They come out together for a tag match against Emma and a surprise partner. Emma comes out and we find out that the surprise partner is Paige. They start out the match by getting heat on Emma. Uh, watching this match, you can notice that Charlotte has dropped that figure four headlock from her repertoire these days. It's probably for the better, like, I guess, do more chops instead of that. Paige gets the hot tag. She hits three straight wrist controls, clotheslines on, on Sasha, looking like Okada. Charlotte comes in and hits a basement drop kick onto Paige's uh, left knee. Emma comes in and tries to throw Charlotte out the ring, but Charlotte reverses and throws her out to the floor by the heels corner. Then Charlotte tags in and hits a natural selection on Paige for the win. This was like, um, this was very similar to last year's Hell in a Cell pay-per-view match for the Raw tag titles between Mick Ziggler and uh, Seth and Dean, where all of a sudden, we have this one person just do all the work and come off looking like a, just an ass kicking contender And Charlotte, you know, looking at how this things was set up. It seemed like this was typical, especially nowadays when you think of what happened just recently, this is typical Vince McMahon fucking with <laughs> fucking with triple H's machine of, of planning and all of that. And said, nah, never mind. Remember you were always, um, at service to, the main roster and sure enough page versus Charlotte got scrapped because no more page yoink. Thank you kindly. So we end up getting a WWE legends house commercial. Then we get a total divas commercial where Cameron is throwing a party while house and cat sitting for natty. And naturally she loses the cat. However, will they find her? What is Cameron going to do? How is uh, natty going to react? Stay tuned. So, we get Mason Ryan versus Tyson Kidd. The match starts with Tyson sticking and moving with swift kicks until Mason throws him around. Tyson hits a top rope blockbuster for the win. After the match, Tyson gets interviewed. He says, because of the WWE Network, NXT has more eyes on it than ever before. So, this is where he's going to showcase his abilities. He says, if you want to fight, I'll brawl. If you want to fly, I'll soar. And if you want to test me, I'll prove you wrong. I don't know what that last part supposed to mean. If I want to test you, I will prove you wrong. That's not how you test. You would, you know, flying colors. Anyway, and then... Out comes skinny, clean-shaven, geek-chic backpacker Angelo Dawkins. That's right. Not the brawler from the Street Profits that cooks. Never mind what he cooks. Not that guy. We have a dork. Okay. He glowed up over the last five years or so. So, he's out. He's not over because no one knows who he is. Uh, but he's wrestling someone that is over to the NXT audience, Tyler Breeze. So commentary notes that Angelo Dawkins is a three-sport former champion in wrestling, track, and football. 
Dawkins wrestles Breeze down to the mat. Breeze gets to the ropes and then takes over and slaps on a hold. Dawkins escapes the hold, but he ends up getting a kit in the gut. So Tyler ends up dropping fists on him from full mount, then lifts up Dawkins to his feet and then hits the spinning heel kick for the win. We get a recap of last week's Neville Brodus main event, uh, and then we get some backstage footage from after the show where Brodus attacked Neville and a pair to knock out some of Neville's front teeth. Now, I'm assuming because Neville has always had that mouthpiece in that Neville had his teeth knocked out previously, but nice touch. We don't know that, so we're to assume. It's similar to the, if I believe, if I remember correctly, it was like the CZW Ring of Honor thing with Cornette. Anyway, the main event, Sami Zayn and the WWE Tag Team Champions, the Usos, versus Corey Graves and NXT Tag Team Champions, the Ascension. The match begins with Greg's tagging in and out, while Sami is also in so the Ascension can wear him down. There's a spot where the Usos shoot Victor into the ropes and then set up a double back body drop. Victor instead stops on a dime and then knocks both the Usos' heads together. The Usos no-sell it because they're Pacific Islanders, and then they both knock Victor smooth on his ass with stereo punches. Ah, racist wrestling psychology. So... Connor tags in, and it's yaw time. Hella strikes, hella yaws, and we go to commercial break in the middle of a paper, no, I'm sorry, a main event on a paid-for network. We go to commercial. Yikes. Anyway, we come back with the Hills getting the heat on Jay. Alex points out that Corey Graves has the words stay down tattooed on his knuckles, then makes a joke that Graves is all in and that it was WWE or bust because he's clearly not going to get a soon tie job. Smash cut to the first Raw of 2016's brand split, hella suits, and even sometimes ties. Fuck your respectability politics, uh, Riley. Anyway, after a, f- a few teases, of tagging out, we finally get a Jimmy Uso hot tag. He Samoan drops each individual Ascension dude, and then hip attacks Victor in the in the heels corner. Then Graves gets back on to his apron and then tags in. He ends up chop blocking Jimmy's left knee. Graves goes to work over that bad knee, but Jimmy suckers him in and hits him with a small package for two. Semi blind tags in. Jimmy staggers Graves with a spinning kick. And then Sammy hits a top crossbody for two. Sammy goes for a haluva kick. Graves picks him up in a fireman's carry. Sammy escapes and then hits the blue thunderbomb. And then the ascension break it up for a close near fall. Sammy and Jay hit stereo clotheslines to send both ascensioners out the ring. Sammy finally hits the haluva kick on Graves. Then he tags in Jimmy. And then Sammy and Jay do stereo top rope dives onto the Ascensioners down on the floor. Then Jimmy hits the top row splash on Graves for the win. This is good-ass main event. I suggest you guys go and watch it. Anyway, on to this week's NXT. What are you smiling at? What are you even doing here? Bro, I'm next on the photos. And honestly, I was standing back here watching the drama unfold because I've never seen anybody as jealous as you over Roddy getting a match with Gargano. Really? Is that so? So, really? so you think this is funny, I'm Funny? Guessing. Funny? I think it's hilarious, bro. And what are you going to do about it? 
I got bigger things to worry about. So how about you enjoy your stupid photo shoot? Yeah, I will. NXT 305, April 25th, 2019. Out come the Forgotten Sons, and you immediately know that there's going to be a Jackson Riker match because he's in the wrestling draws. <laughs> uh, like, once you know that he's left those uh, those black boot cuts in the back, you know it's on. So then out comes Umberto Carrillo, and he's here to do this job for this muscle man that can't lace his boots. Carrillo versus Jackson Riker. It is a bunch of Umberto sticking and moving, doing fantastic, flying a little bit here and there, and then <laughs> you know what happened. Riker got them paws on him, and he just clubbed the shit out of him left and right, and then from there, Carrillo made a comeback and knocked down Riker with a disaster kick. Then Riker's chasing around, and... Then Riker ends up um, catching a back handspring elbow, and then Carrillo ends up hitting a standing moonsault. So Riker gets uh, gets mad again, and then he ends up punishing Carrillo some more, and Riker ends up delivering that sit-out chokeslam move. That's his finish. But for some reason, Carrillo rolled out the ring, and Riker went after him, and they continued to beat the piss out of him, and then it spilled to where he threw him over the top of the barricade, and then towards the stands, and then he keeps bashing his head against uh, a barricade out by the, like, the further stands, and it keeps going and going, and then all of a sudden, Lorcan and Birch show up with and make the save, and then they pull some chairs out, and they keep the... Forgotten Sons at bay. The two other Forgotten Sons, uh, Blake and Vin. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, Blake. Wesley Blake and I think the other dude's name, Steve Cutler. Uh, they're holding back Riker because Riker don't give a fuck about no chairs. He's crazy. Look at his eyes. And uh, they basically fall off to the back. And then we get a backstage interview with Adam Cole, who was in the middle of doing a photo shoot because we can't just wait apparently. Anyway, he's asked about the Gargano and Strong main event later on tonight, and he basically says that Roddy's going to do to him exactly what he would do to Gargano. He's going to beat that punk up. So then in the background, we hear some chuckles, and then Adam Cole asks, what do you want? Turn and we pan the camera. It's the original pro, Matt Riddle. High as hell, of course. <laughs> and he... <laughs> and, well... He looked high. Let's just put it that way. So he says that he's never seen somebody so jealous in his life over a match with, with Johnny Gargano. And then Riddle says, what are you going to do about it, bro? <laughs> so Cole tells Riddle that Riddle's not worth his time. And he backs out of the photo shoot area or whatever else. So then Riddle starts doing a few poses, being the goof that he naturally is. So, next match, we get Vanessa Bourne and Aaliyah, single A Aaliyah, which, single A, it, it means two things. So, <laughs> we end up getting um, Candice LeRae coming out, and she has a mystery tag partner, much like this week, five years ago. Her partner, Casey Catanzaro. So, they start off in the match, and it's pretty simple straightforward 
they start off with Casey in the match. She shines. She does like one or two moves, and then she's immediately cut off, and they get the heat on her, and they beat on her, and they beat on her, and they beat on her. And then they get the hot tag to Candice, and then Candice does her hot tag, does goes wild, clears everybody out, and then she ends up hitting a, a neck breaker. Um, I'm trying to think some other stuff she does. She ends up, but anyway, she ends up hitting, because the match is so short, she ends up hitting the quebrada for the win, and it looks like there's going to be some potential tag teamery going on between Casey and Candice, possibly the possibly the new contenders, the new replacements for the Sky Pirates now that Kyrie's on NXT. So now they actually have a NXT eligible tag team, a women's tag team that can actually be, you know, worth a damn when it comes to taking on main roster uh women's tag champions, even though I'd have them beat uh, the Iconics in a heartbeat, but that's just me. So then we end up getting a Kathy Kelly interview backstage with Io Shirai about what happened last week where Shayna ends up breaking um, Kyrie's arm. Um, Shirai said that what they did was terrible, and then all of a sudden, Jessamine and Marina, they jump Shirai and end up um, from behind and end up uh, holding her up against an equipment chest, which is just just such a coincidence is back there. Anyway, they hold her up against it, and then um, coming into shot is a is a Shayna Baszler knee ends up rocking Eo's head um, backwards, and her head bounces off the equipment uh, chest, and she's basically shelved for who knows how long. Then we're shown footage of Kushida's arrival to NXT. We're shown the um, uh, some video package of his moves. Uh, then we're also shown the signing with Triple H and Regal. And then all of a sudden, we cut to Regal backstage, talk more about uh, Kushida. And then here comes the jobber to the stars. <laughs> Cassius Ono back from his you know the time where <laughs> Keith Lee sent his ass up out of the, the full cell with a tornado forearm shot uh, he's back from NXT UK and he says that he wants a shot at Kushida so Regal considers it and says you know what that's not a bad idea we love sending you to come out here to face the new guys and get whooped on we'll send you out here to get whooped by the, by the time splitter so <laughs> Then we outcome the Street Profits. They do their usual. Let's say they do their usual thing. <laughs> um, they come down to the ring, and then outcome the, the. They were called the War Raiders. They come out. They're doing their Viking entrance, and then all of a sudden, while they come most most of the way down the ramp. All of a sudden, you see flying and coming out of the sky. It's the bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. It's the Kool-Aid man. Nope. It is Montez Ford flip diving over the top rope onto them on the on the uh, floor. The match starts with, uh, with, with pace and urgency. They try to hit them with, with big t- uh, combo tag finishers. They can't put away either one of them um, at the start of the match. Um, there was a, a, uh, electric chair blockbuster 
Um, before that, there was a uh, there was a move to where they tagged in Montez and Montez hit a huge, I mean like Seth Rollins huge, probably bigger uh, frog splash. Um, but then all of a sudden, the War Raiders finally uh, they finally get their grounding. They get control of the match. It's back and forth action. They ended up um, they end up at the end of it. They end up losing to the um, Montez ends up getting alley oop the alley oop uh, power slam, which they now call the main roster the Viking experience. Hardy hard hard Vince. So I suggest you guys go back and watch the match. Great match. Um, I if it had went longer, it would have it would have been one of the better matches on NXT this year so far. Um, but it was short thing. But I would love for them to wrestle again. Next, we get a Mia Yim media interview, a media availability, and she talks about the kind of like laid land in the women's division amongst Shayna Baszler laying out the entire roster. It mentions that she's pinned or she's submitted um, Bianca, mentions what they just did to EO, mentions what they did to Kyrie, and she says that she wants another shot because she's already faced her before, faced Shayna before, and she knows she can beat her. So then we move on, and then we get the main event. Johnny Gargano versus Roddy Strong. This match was great. These two guys start out wrestling, wrestling, wrestling. And the thing that I like about so much about these, uh, these Roddy, Roddy as a wrestler is that in most good wrestlers, they have their bread and butter that they fall back on most of the time. But they can do a bunch of different stuff. But the main thing is what um, kind of plays to their character. Roddy, he strikes, he chops, he gives backbreakers, he works over the back. Very simple. You go in every match and you know what you're getting. But the way that he worked over Johnny's back in this match at different points, um, it was great. He, he It was like... You know, because Johnny likes to fancy himself doing all of the Captain America, Iron Man uh, stuff, all the Marvel stuff. He's a huge Spider-Man fan. I got one for you. How about you get some Batman? And because he's facing Roddy, who's literally trying to break his back, we're going to just call Roddy uh, Bane. He's literally trying to break this dude's back throughout this whole match. Um, We end up getting to a point where all of a sudden Adam Cole comes down. After they're just wrestling back and forth, killing each other, super kicks galore, uh, knees. It's just it's just great wrestling. Um, Adam Cole comes down, and he goes to interfere. And then the rest of Undisputed also come down. Uh, Fish and O'Reilly, they come down. So, because the interaction earlier in the show, or earlier in the day, you have the save being made by Matt Riddle. He ends up taking out the two ta- the tag team. Uh, so Cole takes out Riddle for a split second. So because it's a double down between uh, Gargano and Strong, Strong goes out there to see what's going on. And all of the nonsense and shenanigans going on, Cole thinks that because he's, he just got touched by Gargano, so he ends up turning around and kicking <laughs> he's kicking his own teammates head in uh, and never go from there and he's getting finished in the match and 
now you have it all laid before you. You had the little tease um, and a little video backstage after NXT TakeOver New York where Cole was blaming Roddy. You have Roddy making that attack on Johnny last week and Johnny playing a game on Cole and also wanting some vengeance on Roddy saying, okay, Undisputed, I just got done messing with the mind game master and, and head fucker of, <laughs> of Tommaso Ciampa. I got something for you. I'm going to get a piece uh, after what happened to me last week and I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to spite you by getting you with your insecure ass uh, put you on the sideline and, and let your other your friend wrestle me and deny you because I've already beaten you two times in a row or two falls in a row at the t- at the pay-per-view so it's just it's just it's just so good oh man it's so good and so simple and straightforward anyway uh so all the undisputed get in the ring and Cole tells him I apologize I'm sorry I didn't mean to hit you I thought you were Johnny and you know what Roddy, he got up and said, come on, guys, you're right. I understand it's an accident. It's, things happen. It's a competitive business, right? So they all walk to the back. But the seeds have been sowed for whatever happens in the future. And what and whenever there's tension there, you can always go back to that. And if and when Undisputed ever does implode, they'll always have that to go back to to say, you know what? I never liked your motherfucking ass no way, to, to quote Scarface. So... That's the end of the show. Really good show. Uh, the tag match was was short, but but very good. Uh, would have been great even longer. And Roddy and Johnny went out there and put on a wrestling clinic. Um, I, 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 I highly recommend the show for you guys to check out. Uh, next week, I believe, will be the debut of Kushida. Yeah, so check that out. I'm sure they'll do something really cool with um, Ono, whether it's a really good match or a really good showcase or whatever storyline they do to kind of ingratiate himself into the universe and the storytelling and blah, blah, blah. You get my, you get the point. Uh, so that's the end of the show. Be sure to rate us on whatever app you're using. Listen to this podcast. Tell the people about the social suplex podcast network. Be sure to check out our friends at powerslam.tv, the sponsor for this show. If you're a fan of independent wrestling, they have over 4,000 hours of footage from all over the world. You can use the code Social Suplex to get your free month's trial. Don't forget to check out ProWrestlingTees.com slash Social Suplex and pick up some official Social Suplex merchandise. Be sure to check out the other shows on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. On Sunday, we have One Nation Radio with Rich and me, not Solo, uh, much better show. <laughs> On Tuesdays, we have Keeping the Strong Style, or Mondays, you tell me. On Wednesdays, we have the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Podcast. Every other Wednesday, we have Grown Men Watch This Shit. On Thursdays, and sometimes Fridays when I can't find a guest host, we have NXT Then Now Forever. And on Saturdays, we have All Things Elite. Thanks for listening, y'all. This was not fun to do. I hate having to hear my own self with nobody to bounce this off of as far as my jokey jokes and any other thing and all that, how that goes. I like conversations. I don't like the, I'm just shooting this off into space and you guys hear it and whatever. But uh, yeah, again, thanks for listening. Uh, See you next week. Later.
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.